Welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am your host, Josh Denhart. The Lead Volunteers Podcast exists to help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. This podcast is a production of the leadministry.com suite of resources, which includes our flagship course, Lead Volunteers, how to recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Let's jump into the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Hey, today's kind of fun. This is a mini, M-I-N-I, a mini episode that's kind of taking a deeper look into a creative way to get kids to serve in ministry. Uh, I am down here in uh, West Virginia, Beckley, Beckley, West Virginia, doing a really, really big event called the Day of Science. And when I arrived, I was taking a tour of the church on a Sunday morning and came here to worship. And, and lo and behold, I stumbled upon something that I thought, now that could be a fun little episode. And so I want to introduce, introduce Sandy Harper. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am very well. Thank you. Good. Well, Sandy, hey, we just got to stop everything right now. It's your birthday. It is. Yeah. Today's your big day, right? Yes. I turned 60 today. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of exciting, right? Yes. Yes, and That's it the is. first thing you said to me. And so some people would be like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody it's my 60. No, that's a big, <laughs> that's a good one. It is. I lived this long and I have two grandchildren. And so I'm very thankful that I'm here to... See my grandkids grow up. You betcha. You betcha. Well, one special thing is that you have put your hand to the plow of serving. Yes. And committing yourself to doing great things in the Lord. And so here's what I stumbled upon and I thought, wow, now that's a unique idea. So you folks have a, a middle age group ministry. So it's not, it's not. Um, elementary kids, and it's not junior high kids. They call that kind of the preteen or the tweens, right? Right. And initially, you guys were, as most people do around the country, you guys were finding that it was a little bit of a problem to bridge that gap. What was happening in your, uh, at this church? It just seemed like we were looking for ways that we could get our younger students Mm -hmm. used to the, some of the older students that they would be coming up to youth with. Mm-hmm. And also for some of the adults that typically worked with the youth, as they went from fifth grade to sixth grade, we typically did not know any of their exactly. names. Exactly, exactly. And so all of a sudden, now thus far, a whole bunch of the listeners are going to be like, exactly. That's a very common thing, right? Right. You want to somehow bridge that gap between the elementary years and the junior high years Literally, kids can fall off the map, and they can not participate in your ministry any longer, and they, they just fall off the map, and, and you're not able to pour into them anymore. And so there have been lots of different strategies to try to capture that group so that they aren't lost as they move into junior high. Yes. And what I witnessed was something very unique. <laughs> and so we were walking by, and you said, oh, here, I want to show you our, our was it fifth and sixth? Fifth and sixth grade? It's fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grades. Yes. And you said, okay, I want to show you our fourth, fifth, and sixth grade Sunday school classroom. And it was a full industrial size kitchen. Yes. So that's your Sunday school classroom. (laughs) It is. And describe a little bit for the listeners what you're doing. Because I I was taken by it. We have been doing this for about six years. Mm -hmm. It started out very small with just a small group of students 
Pastor Rob identified one of my gifts as, as cooking. Not mm-hmm. that I'm a great cook, but, but the gift of hospitality, I, right? Yes, I like to do that. So he had me take um, just a handful of students, about four, I think, about six years ago, and we just fixed a meal, you know, breakfast meal for ourselves. Um, over time, we have expanded that to the fourth and fifth grade. So Pastor Rob was instrumental in thinking about how the bridge would take place. Yeah. He's like, this would be so cool. You guys really have fun in the kitchen. And so as we brought, we started advertising with the fourth and fifth grades as summer ends. And they the next year when they enter fourth grade. In, in, in September, let's say. Yes, in September we start back, uh-huh. and it's a big deal for our last year's third grade. Now fourth graders, they look so forward to getting into the kitchen and start cooking. So it's this big rite of passage to go That's... from, you know, so they really get them excited. You've already you've already done a really good thing by making it a rite, R-I-T-E, yes. a rite of passage. Because all of a sudden they're like, oh my word, I get to do that. And they are so excited. <laughs> and so when they're excited, they are, I mean, they're already in because this buzz has already happened that they get to, you know, kind of graduate to right. this thing. Yes. When the third graders are, are really wanting to come in and, and we hold them back and say, got to wait till next year. And So you're kind of building anticipation. Yes, we are. Yes. Same with fifth and to sixth. You know, we do that with our youth ministry as well, but... Um, this way, some of our sixth graders, um, who at that point in the in the cooking class, are more of leaders. Okay, as they get older, they start taking on greater roles. Okay, let, let's look, just so that everybody's clear. These kids, what I observed is they're making a multi-course, like multi-course, yes. full-on from scratch breakfast. Absolutely. Every single week. Yes, through the school year. Yes, through the school year. Yes, and. There's several aspects to this, and so I'm trying to figure out which is the easiest way to tackle this, but I'm going to like share it all, and then we'll kind of unpack it a little bit. So what I observed is kids doing every aspect of cooking and cleaning. So from the start to the finish, they're making a rather large breakfast, not just for them, but for the whole church. People get to eat. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so as soon as they are finished with prepping all of this food, there's a small room off to the side. And everybody goes there, and they still got their aprons on, and that's where you have breakfast and a Sunday school lesson that teaches about Christ and about the Bible, whatever lesson you're doing. Yes, that's exactly right. So when they first come in, we assign roles. Um, For the most part, we just allow them to tell us what they would like to do today. And those change from time to time? They do, absolutely. They can change every time if Mm -hmm. they want to. Uh, we would prefer that they rotated around. Get so kind of get an experience at all of the things. Yes, because they may be everything. Now, if they're fourth graders, we try not to let them loose with a cutting knife without supervision, of course. Or the big, huge skillet <laughs> right. with fire. With fire, right? <laughs> and uh, so we, you know, if we have enough adults, which we have a full team of volunteers that rotate through, they may just do one Sunday a month. Yes, um, and so they will help cut the strawberries, and Mm -hmm. we teach them economics as well. We remind them that strawberries are very expensive. Yes. So cut very closely to the stem. So we get as much as we can. We get as much, right. Okay, so there's several things going on here. I mean, there's a parenting piece to this. There's a mentorship piece to this. Now, uh, we just have to be honest. This is an economically 
depressed area. Yes. It just is. It is. And these skills, there I guarantee that there are some kids who are coming in that this is their knowledge base, their first, maybe only knowledge base of how to handle themselves in a kitchen and cook. It absolutely is. And now we have students that will cook breakfast for their parents. At home. <laughs> At home, yes. yes. And so, I mean, my mind was, was just on fire when I was observing this. And I thought, man, this is far bigger. This is a way bigger operation. I mean, it's a pretty good-sized kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few people running around in there. Um, I find, now, from a community development standpoint, I find that when People are serving together. You grow together. Yes. So like sitting dormant on some Sunday school chairs doesn't have nearly the depth of connection that make like every single week preparing from scratch a full-blown elaborate breakfast meal. Community happens through that. Do you see that? I do. You actually took one of our characters. Our class is actually called three... Our class is actually called Three C's. So the C's are cooking, character, and connection. Mm-hmm. So you just said connection. So yes. it is a good way of connecting. It, it, it certainly seems that way. And everybody in there was vibrant, had life in their eyes. It's evident. Yes. They have so much fun. And then once, a, probably once a month, maybe not the first month, but once a month, mm-hmm. the students will actually select an adult classroom or an adult ministry, such as the IT team Mm -hmm. or the music ministry or Mm -hmm. whatever, but we will make extra and we will typically make two big, large meals. Mm -hmm. So something specific for the adults, which may include homemade muffins or... Yeah, these things are from scratch, mind you. Yes, they are. Yes, no boxes. No boxes. This (laughs) breakfast casserole that I saw, that came from... Uh, flour and salt and a recipe and eggs yes. and browning the sausage or the or the hamburger. Mm-hmm. It was from scratch. Yes, it is. And so the thing that I want to point out, and you're a volunteer at this church, is that right? I am. And what's exciting about that to me is that a staff person, they identified a passion area of yours. Yes. You like to cook. Right. <laughs> and... The Lord is very willing to lovingly exploit any one of our passions and put it to use in the kingdom. Yes. I appreciate your willingness, right? You're very welcome. Uh, It's my honor to serve the Lord, to serve the kiddos this way. As your Um, eyes looked to heaven, right? I saw (laughs) that. Yes, (laughs) yes. But what's so neat is that for any leaders that are out there, what, what passions or gifts or abilities does somebody in your church have that could literally be leveraged? And so now the youth pastor, he was seeing this drop-off of elementary kids mm-hmm. not making it into the, the junior high ministry. And he was like, okay, we got to solve this. So he saw you, he plugged you in, and now how does, the, how does the lesson part go? When everybody's done cooking, everything's all cleaned up, then what happens? It's sort of family style, so um, the, the cleanup is usually after so we all sit down, or at least the students sit down mm-hmm. and fill up the table. We put all the food that we've baked and made that day in the in the middle. They pass it around, you know. Pass Family me style. The, yes, pass me the sausage, pass me the scrambled eggs. And which, which, as an aside, 
that may not be happening in their very own homes. Right. Likely not in a lot of them. And maybe not at a table. And not at a table. Might be in front of the TV for Pete's sake. Yes, yes. And so this is a very unique experience. I'm so excited. Yeah. Keep going. Yes. So they're passing. They're, they're, they're getting their food. Yes. And so um, as they're doing that, it's a, it's a little hectic at that moment, but whoever is doing the message that day will be ready to do it. And as they kind of wind down and most of them have food on their plates, mm-hmm. then he will go, he or she will go ahead and uh, begin the lesson. Mm-hmm. And so we just uh, usually ask for prayer requests like you would anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then we ask one of the students to pray and they do. Almost all of them have taken a turn at praying. It is a fear that I would have had at that age That's that I w- would not have been able to conquer. So for them to be able to thank God for and, the and food. And to lead, to lead to, in yes. prayer and to be the one who is. And so what's so cool about that is I think part of the reason why that is so intimidating is because you don't know the people around you. And what are they going to think of me? But since they have been cooking with these yes. people... There's this automatic community piece that develops. Right. It's huge. Yes, and it gives them confidence. And then um, they will do, we, it's probably five to eight minute uh, message, mm-hmm. you know, just a little snippet. It, they're very excited at this point. They're hungry. They want to eat, but they will be quiet while they're eating. Mm-hmm. And so then the message will be given. So, so um, the message is happening as they're shoveling as food. As they're eating. Okay. Yes. I like this. <laughs> yeah. And um, if the person given the message wants to ask for input, which we often do, sure. then somebody will pipe up and, and answer that question, even though they're eating. You know, but that's active. Here's the mm-hmm. thing. It's active listening. As opposed to passively sitting there and going, so where am I supposed to look? Do I look at my shoes? Do I look at this person? You know what I mean? Yes, they're busy eating. They're busy eating. <laughs> yes. And uh, so they do. And at the end of it, we, we, all, we will always say something like, I am awesome. Yes, you I know. heard that. Okay. <laughs> so I, I heard this, these, these three little chants from the room, which is nothing more than uh, uh, like, like their very own verbal affirmation about themselves. Yes. That's a big deal. Self-esteem is so important. And that was something I didn't have as a child, which is part of where my passion for this age group and... This may be where you wished you would have had somebody. Oh, my. Yes. (laughs) I just, I didn't have that. I grew up very, very shy and I didn't have much self-confidence. So... This is a place where I'm so proud of the students. Like mm-hmm. I said, when they, when they can say the prayer out loud, it just, just blesses does, your heart. It does bless my heart. Hey, podcast listeners, I want to put our podcast on hold for just a moment and let you know about something that you may not be aware of. Now, I love when I get to bring live training to a local church. Now, if you want to give your team the gift of training, inspiration, or encouragement, consider hosting a lead ministry live training for your people. Now, the live trainings can be in person or they can be digital. Now, I have created a world-class in-home studio from which I teach, train, and coach virtually. I have all of the gear and all of the know-how to bring a top-shelf virtual training that is engaging and is also affordable. Simply go to leadministry.com forward slash speaking. Again, that's leadministry.com forward slash speaking. All right, let's get back to the podcast. And then as they learn to um, not put too much food on their plate, you know, like I, we teach them not to put more than they're going to eat. Again, economics, 
you know, if they're, I was like, who pays for this? You know, and I said, did it, did it get here for free? You know, we just kind of yeah. talk about that somebody put the resources forth so that we can make this happen. So please Honor don't that. throw away food. Yeah. Honor you know? that, yeah. Yes. And, and this, of course, is the funny thing because a young fifth grade boy might go, I want 42 pieces of bacon. A bacon, and they do, yes. <laughs> so it's like you can have two pieces of bacon and then we'll see how much is left. That's good. And then, <laughs> yes. so it is, there is a parenting element. You're actually being kind of a surrogate parent, a surrogate grandparent. Yes. And you're educating them in a lot of these life skills. And again, I can't emphasize enough. I've been here for a week in this town and I get it. It's a coal mining town. The list goes on. It's a, it's, this is needed. Yes. You're meeting a real, a real sociological, physical, mental, family-based need. Right. All around the word of God though. And they get loved. They sure do. I try not to let them out the door without a kiss on the forehead or a hug or a, well, a fist bump or something. You well, know, and, and I'll have to say, um, if this was a video, everybody would see like, I think she might be my favorite grandma. <laughs> you just have that, you have that aura about you. You have that peace about you. And a gentleman, you know, right before we we're getting ready to record, you know, he came to the door and at the door of the church and you yes. let him in. And you know he's a he's a character, isn't he? Yes, he's a character. <laughs> but I I just appreciated the affirmation that you gave him, the hug that you gave him, and it's good stuff. Yes. So Thank this you. is out of the overflow of who you are. It can't outgive God. Yeah. And without getting into my past, like I said, I served in the military, and it just was rough for a while. Sure. I didn't come to know the Lord till I was thirty, and so I I have lived some life, and and I my. You know, my prayer for our students is would they would not have to go through what I had to go through. And that's a neat motivation that every one of us can take. That which was missing from our lives, yes. we can actually retroactively, like almost therapeutically, do for someone else that which we wished was being done for us back right. in the day. So many times I've thought, I wish I had a Miss Rhonda, for example, in yes. my life. Yes, the children's or, pastor here. Yes, <laughs> and who brought Josh here. And just so many times. But, you know, we, like I said, I have a team of volunteers. They love children. Yep. Um, even if they don't know how to cook, I'm like, we just kind of need to be in there to... Be together with them. Be with them, love on them, and just make, make sure... Yes, yes. Now... One thing you said on Sunday that was like, and I was like, okay, we're definitely doing a podcast on this. You said, now this fellow, whoever it was that particular week that was pulling out the uh, breakfast casseroles and was cutting them. And you said, and sometimes I need to tell him, make sure you let the kids do it. Am right. I right? Yes. <laughs> it's good for the, for the adults if they want to work with the youth yeah. or the, the students in the upper middle, upper elementary ages that those students are learning to be able to do things on their own. That's right. And so they come to the cooking class because they do want to do it. And it is a common thing for some of the adults to be like, it's easier for me to do it myself, you know. Yeah. And, and that's not the point of the cooking class. And, and that's not what's best. It's not what's best for the students. I always tell, I always tell uh, dads, I say, it's going to take you quadruple the time to pound that one nail when you hand your kid a hammer for the first time. Right. But there's a, there's a point to this. Yes. And I think that, so like the, the lesson here is, the lesson is the work isn't cooking the food. 
The work is what's happening inside of these kids. Yes. The, the, the cooking is actually nothing more than the vehicle through which we make relationships with these kids. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful way to think of it. Yes. This is the vehicle. Yes. So you can say that to your volunteers, you can, especially to that one or two who is, <laughs> who is wanting to like, be like, the, we can all get very task focused. We're like, okay, the task is, is to get this food out and get it cut up. No, that's not the task. The task is interacting and having kids have positive experiences. The way that we're doing that is through food. Right. And now, it works. <laughs> it, it, it certainly does. Now, you did talk about some of the older kids who have been through this over the last six years. Yes. What's their response when they're walking by? <laughs> They smell the bacon and they want to stop in and they get a little treat, don't they? They do. Yes, they do. And they it's great to see them. Of course. You know, I hug them and say, I'm so glad you've outgrown my class. Yeah. And that you're you're going on to the next thing. And so that, Sandy, is evidence. Them coming back means that they stuck. Mm-hmm. They're still here. They are. And in great part because you bridged a gap that leaders all over the country are struggling to bridge. I don't know if you know that or not. This is a national issue to where that the, the, the attendance is elementary. And then they're like getting ready to go to junior high. And they're like, I don't want to do this. I feel awkward. I don't know these people. And then they just drop off. And so this is a national thing that a lot of people spend a lot of time and energy and brain power to try to solve. And here you are in little Beckley, West Virginia, (laughs) And you're solving it. It's, it's really special. We, we also teach those older students as they approach sixth grade yeah. or some of them want to continue to come maybe through seventh grade. We mm-hmm. leave that as an option. They, they have a different Sunday school option if they want. But we remind them that they will be mentors to the younger okay. children, whether they want to be or not. You know, the, okay, the younger th- th- ones. That's a good point. Yes. Okay. So if, if they have not, let, let's say, it's like when a kid is ready or not ready to go to college. If they're not ready to go to college, you let them kind of hang around. And so in the same way, if a sixth grader is not fully ready and they're like, they're still kind of holding the safety net, you let them stay. Yes, they can. Absolutely. And then, but you let them know, hey, because you're older, two things are happening. Number one, just by virtue of your age, the fourth grade kids are going to definitely look up to you. Right. So don't be a ding dong. (laughs) Right. Right. Be a good role model. (laughs) Yes. They are look so you're teaching them about about leadership. Leadership. They're, they're being observed. So put on your best behavior, buddy. Right. And then second, um, not only are they being observed, but it's like, hey, help a little fourth grader who doesn't have the dexterity issues. Yes. Or that you you now have overcome those. Help that kid that has those. Right. And so, well, how do you kind of talk to them about that? And and have you ever had to redirect that older crowd? Absolutely. Um, sometimes that age group, the seventh graders, also want to be Kids. in charge. Well, they, oh. they kind of want to continue to do it rather ah. than turn, you know, handing over the baton and letting the younger student. And showing them a best way. Right. So very, This just, is a hard life lesson, isn't yes, it? Yes. So very kindly say, you know, I, I usually try to build up their, you know, their... Um, Self-confidence. Well, yes, and, thank yeah. you. Uh, and say, hey, you know, you're so good at this that now you need to help this, you know, help this other one, like you said, that is struggling with this or that, or or they're brand new to this class. And yes. so if you will just 
kind of oversee them and help them and and not actually do it. You know, you don't have to stir the uh, the sausage in the pan like well. Usually the fourth graders aren't doing that. Um, well, I see what you're saying though. It's yeah. like, you know, like with, with the with the biscuit batter. Yes. Like gives let, let somebody else have the ball. Don't be a ball hog. Exactly. Yes. And and then I'll have the seventh graders. There's a big difference when you put a tablespoon of salt or a teaspoon in a, of salt oh, in a recipe. So that is such an easy lesson that, that as is. they have the older ones have learned learned that some of the measurements they understand the teaspoon versus tablespoon and they understand the Different measurements so in you're the letting, cups. You're saying to them, you're whispering into their ear, "Hey, teach that," as opposed to you easily walking over and teaching it yourself. Yeah, I mean, how hard would that be? But the, uh, hands off. But I the, am hands off. <laughs> but the big win, the big win, is to allow that seventh grader to be in the driver's seat of leadership. Yes, and that makes a a good leader nine times out of ten. If they come on up to youth, they will be given a message in the youth ministry before you know it. That is so good. Yes. I actually don't know, Sandy, here it is on your birthday. I don't know whether you realize how many good and right things you're doing, like from a leadership standpoint, seriously. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it's not me. And like well, I said- <laughs> Well, I mean, it is, we're thankful to God. Yes. But also he's working through you and you're still showing up and you're still doing the right things. And you're not just like, okay, this is too noisy. And it was noisy. It is very noisy. And it was chaotic. <laughs> yes. But there is fruit that is being bore. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, even these, this, this phrase of that we kind of stumbled upon here together, that the work isn't the food. The work is what happens in the kids. When are we winning? It's not when we have produced a, a baked good. That's not, that's part of it. But the real win is, is, is the stirring in a sense and the, the putting the kids' hearts in the oven, so to speak, yes. so that they grow. They learn about Jesus. They yes. get self-esteem. They learn to become leaders. A life skill of cooking. Yes. They know the difference between... A tablespoon and a teaspoon. <laughs> teaspoon. Yes. <laughs> All of these things are good. Right. And yes. And my, like I said, the volunteers are just wonderful. They feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them, you know, have now, for the most part, learned. Uh, hands off. Let the kids do it. How and do you address that? How do you, like when you observe that, do you, like, what do you do? Because every one of us in a ministry leadership capacity, we need to, we're usually the ones, the one on staff, we're usually the ones who are wanting to do it all ourselves. But you're a volunteer who's telling other volunteers, ah, 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 ah. Right. How, well, do, you, how do you do that? I'm, I just approach it very boldly um, in that setting. I cannot pull them aside because we need everybody in the kitchen yeah. to, so it's for like, safety reasons and things. It's on the go. It's, it's on, on the go. And I'll just say, hey, just remember the kids want to do that. You know, let the kids do that. And, you know. So you just, you just, just take it head on. Yeah. Speak yeah, it. Yes. And obviously in a kind manner. And But you're a kind person. It just exudes <laughs> from you. But also the bold piece. You're not passively sitting by and going, oh, I hope that they will understand by osmosis. If I just stand close to them, they're not going to understand unless you tell them. No, I also served in the military. So there's a little bit of boldness yeah, in me. You're not, like, scared. you're not scared, no. are you? <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. Well, as we sit in this particular adult Sunday school classroom, yes. there is actually a picture of all of those kids right yes. on the wall. When we walked in, you're like, oh, hey, here's my kids. <laughs> right. Yes. And we all signed it. And then we put it in each of the adult classrooms that we had brought a meal to. Yeah. And on that note, the kids will put, they fix all of the plates, 
cups, napkins, condiments, whatever is needed. They put it on a cart and then, you know, put the food on the cart and they bring the cart down. And again, we'll have adults with them when they do that, mm-hmm. but we let them come in and They're introduce themselves. They're kind of the star of the show. Introduce themselves. Absolutely. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yes. And so we've taught them that the adults just love it when you guys come in and do oh, they, this, you ever. know, and, and that puts a smile on the kid's face. They're just really They're happy. A star. They're, They're a star. They are a star in that moment. And you can imagine the old, the adults, especially the older adults that, that just, don't make it down to the, yes, they don't get to see them as often because they're not down in the children's ministry mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. upstairs in the youth. Mm-hmm. So when we come to them, it absolutely is wonderful. Now, have you ever found that once you have delivered a meal, the kids have delivered it, they've introduced themselves, of course, they're getting that little social aspect, and people have eaten the food, and it looked really good, it, you know? Yes. So when the adults have eaten it, did, did you ever find that any adults want to now participate and serve with the, in this ministry? We have had a couple. That is how we have gotten some of our volunteers, yes. Because they were like, <laughs> I kind of want to be a part of that. Yes. And they also donate money for the supplies that we use. Yeah, we're, I was going to ask about that. Is this a budget line item that just comes from the general giving account? It, it is a, it's, it's under youth ministry. So okay. Pastor Rob since, allocates yes, some. Yes, he does to this. And also volunteers. You know, there are a lot of volunteers. Periodically, somebody will just slip me a $50 bill. How about that? Yeah. And I'll just give it to Pastor Rob because um, he typically does the grocery shopping, except for the fruit. We often, whoever, will stop and get the fruit in the morning. Okay. So you guys, from a tech, from a, like when I say an operational standpoint, he's paying for it. But sometimes, does he just go and he gets the flour, he gets the eggs and just supplies that stuff? We make a grocery list. Who um, does that? Uh, myself. Okay. And and I will... Now, Pastor Rob has chosen the student leaders for this year, and they have given me a list of maybe 20, 25 recipes that they ah. really like. And then I will plug them into each Sunday. Yes. And then I'll um, text all of the volunteers to get them lined up for which sure, Sunday sure, they're sure. available. And then uh, I write out the ingredients for every meal. And then give that to Pastor Rob, and he will, for as much as he can, he will buy a month's worth of. So you you have to work ahead. You work ahead. Yes. Okay. So as we close, I have one tiny little suggestion. What if you brought in one of the seventh grade boy or girls, or two of them, who were kind of the ones who are shining the most, right? Yes. And what if you, if you, if you brought them into the process of picking the meals and writing this, writing the writing the, uh, the, I don't know, the little the, the ingredients list yes, so that you're not the only one doing that so that they can see behind the scenes, right? Absolutely. We can do that. Absolutely. That'd be one, just one little extra yes. piece, right? Yes. Because they, they pick the meals, but then the next step would be to like look what, at what, the recipes. What goes into this? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so funny with kids. They're like, they have no idea what goes into like being a human being and like carrying on with life. <laughs> and adulting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that that's what you're doing. And yes. so even one more step, right? Right. That's a good well, idea. Thank I you. I thought this was going to be a mini episode, but it has been a full length, full on double thumbs up. <laughs> well. So many little leadership lessons. And so 
like, may God bless everything that you're doing oh, and you. may your heart and who doesn't live with a regret or two from back in the day when we weren't walking with the Lord. Right. I came, became a Christian at 21. But may God put the healing salve of Jesus Christ all over you as you were doing for others that which would have been extremely beneficial to you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. And happy birthday. Thank you again. I'm crying now. <laughs> well, you've done, a, you've done a fantastic job. Well done. And I pray you keep doing it. I will do it as I will serve as long as I am able to serve. And it's, I can't, as we close, I can't tell you how special it was. And I do appreciate the tears that you have. I, <laughs> I can't begin to tell you, I, my mind was just percolating. And I thought, I cannot believe what I'm witnessing here. I didn't know it was that special, but I. It, it actually is. It was yes. a very special thing. So know that you have a good thing. Pour into it. Pour into it, knowing that it is it is it is bigger than you think it is. It is bearing fruit in a bigger way than you possibly know, and you're achieving that which other national leaders are desperate to find a way to succeed. You're doing it. Well, that is wonderful to hear. <laughs> It is. Well, God bless you and happy birthday, gang. This has been one more episode of the Lead Volunteers podcast. So grateful. Hey, you as the ministry leader, go out there and find somebody who's got some random gift, plug them in. It's going to bring them joy. It's going to bring them healing, and it's going to do a great thing in the kingdom. Gang, we will catch you guys on the next one. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Before we close, would you do us a favor? We need your help to get the word out about the Lead Volunteers podcast. Three simple steps. First, subscribe. Second, leave a comment. And third, share the link to this episode on social media. Thanks again and keep leading your volunteers.